are listening to Spitball with Adri Paul Hope Mellows and Marcus Innuendo Bingo Henson. Hello and welcome to this week 14 episode of Spitball. I'm your host, Adri Bullhawk Mallows, and joining me as always, or is he, my co-host, Marcus Innuendo Bingo Henson. How are you, sir? I'm good. I was not replaced by Manuel, so I'm feeling fine. <laughs> yep, half a point stopped you from being replaced by Manuel, see? <laughs> Absolutely seething. But yeah, no, I'm really good to be here. It's... Uh, it's going a little bit too quick for me, though. This this NFL season needs to slow right down. Well, I'm afraid we can't slow it down because when we come back after this short break, we will have our quick fire roundup of the week 14 action. You got an orange peanut? Yeah. An orange peanut? Mm-hmm. For me? That's right. Oh, wow. An orange peanut? Well, I accept you. Let's start off our quick bar round with some Thursday night action as Minnesota were at Arizona. Now this Thursday night action and Adrian Peterson would start the night off strong with a touchdown in the first quarter, but Arizona responded in style with a 65-yard touchdown from Palmer to Josh Brown down the sideline, tiptoeing his way past that chalk. It was back and forth all the way until the final seconds when Vikings had a chance to win, but a forced fumble and Teddy Bridgewater ends the game nicely there. Arizona keep their nice win streak. They win this one 23 to 20. Tennessee versus New York Jets now, and the Jets defense really showed up in this game and shut down the Titans offense to a point where the Titans' only score of the game was on a trick wildcat play that saw Marcus Mariota haul in a 41-yard touchdown pass. Yep, that's right. Marcus Mariota pulled in a 41-yard touchdown pass from Antonio Andrews. The Jets, on the other hand, continue to fire on all cylinders thanks to Fitzpatrick, Decker, Marshall. You just hear that loads and loads this season because they're on fire. There was even one point where the Titans just completely forgot to mark Marshall and he waltzed in for a touchdown down the sideline. Jets won this one 30-6. Seahawks at Baltimore now and a beat-up Ravens team hosted an informed Seahawks team. The result was almost inevitable. Five touchdowns by Russell Wilson made this look easy for the Seahawks, though it wouldn't go all the Seahawks' way, as impressive rookie Thomas Rolls unfortunately broke his angle on the first drive of the, the series. But however, Seahawks had a comfortable win here, 35 points to 6. Deshaun Shady McCoy returned to Philadelphia for the first time this week, and he was aiming to prove a point. He kind of did with 74 rushing yards and 35 receiving yards. Unfortunately for Shady and the rest of the Bills' offense, it just wasn't meant to be as they could not take advantage of opportunities they were given. And with just one drive left to win the game, Tyrod Taylor threw an uncharacteristic interception, handing the game to the Eagles 23-20. Atlanta at Carolina now. Well, what can I say? Carolina offense, dominant. Carolina defense, vicious. Can anyone top all the Panthers? Atlanta certainly couldn't. They lose this one 38-0. Detroit versus St. Louis now. And Detroit looked a shadow of the team that has been playing in recent weeks as their offense was held to just two scores from Golden Tate. St. Louis, on the other hand, looked bright and energetic, mainly thanks to the running of running back Todd Gurley. This kid is really looking exciting, even at this late stage of the season when you'd expect him to slow down a little. He's showing no signs of that and rushed for 140 yards and two touchdowns, helping the Rams to a 21-14 victory. Washington and Chicago and Washington came into town on a soggy soldier field. 
Early in the first half was won by the Redskins, who led 21-7 going into the break. But touchdowns in the third quarter by Zach Miller and Matt Forte brought the Bears back into this within three points. And Robbie Gold had a chance to send this game into overtime, but pushed his 50-yard field goal wide right. Oh, that one's going to sting in the morning. Washington win this one, 24-21. New Orleans travelled east in their search for a victory to division rivals Tampa Bay, who without their suspended linebacker, Kawan Alexander. Alexander's been making a lot of big plays lately, so the question was, would the Bucks miss his presence? The answer, absolutely yes. The Bucks just couldn't find a way to stop Drew Brees and even let the veteran running back Tim Hightower score on them. That's how bad they were this week. Winston did make some good throws, however, he was let down by his receivers who just couldn't seem to make the key catches when it counted. The Saints went marching on to victory 24-17. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Now, tensions ran really hot before this game as Cincinnati, as AFC rivals clashed on the field. Uh, Andy Dalton had a very serious thumb injury, um, saw him in a cast early in this game, which changed the entire feeling. Steelers' defense would hound his replacement, AJ McCarron, into two interceptions, one of which went for a pick six. As the Steelers strengthened their playoff bids, they win this one 33 points to 20. AFC West action now as Oakland headed to the mile high club that is Denver in search of victory. Brock Osweiler continues to get the start in Denver as Manning is still recovering from his injury. This week, the Denver offense really struggled to punch it into the end zone and only managed to get a 12 0 lead by half time. Into the second half now, and the Raiders' offense started to click through Derek Carr as he found Seth Roberts on a beautiful touchdown pass to bring it back to 12 7. Despite the good play in the second half, this game will be remembered for the outstanding of play of one Raiders linebacker, and that is Khalil Mack, who finished the game with five. Five sacks, one of which was a forced fumble in the end zone leading to a safety. Mack and the Raiders proved to be too much for this Denver team and in the end came away with the win 15 to 12. Indianapolis at Jacksonville and a tale of two halves as Jacksonville put on their first 50-point game on their division rivals Colts. 42 points in two quarters, uh, Indianapolis were getting roughed up by a Jacksonville team who can still technically win the division. Bottles is looking very much well-rounded as a quarterback in his development, put three passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdowns to give the Jacksonville Jaguars a very impressive win here. 51 points to 16. We come on now to a rerun of one of last year's playoff games as the Cowboys heading into a cold Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. If you remember that game, you'll remember that Des Bryant was robbed of a catch by the officials, and would you believe it, lightning struck twice as the same happened again this week. Green Bay turned up the heat with Mike McCarthy back to the play calling for the offense, and we also saw a resurgence from running back Eddie Lacy as he bulldozed his way through the Dallas defense, helping the Packers to a much-needed win, 28-7. San Diego at Kansas City. Oh, driving rain made this very difficult conditions and this low scoring of air. However, all set at three points to ten up until the two-minute warning where Chargers seemed to make a miraculous sort of turnaround and suddenly found their energy. They made four fourth-down conversions to keep the drive alive, but with two seconds remaining, Rivers couldn't complete a pass to Danny Woodhead in the end zone, so Chiefs managed to win this one. This gives them their seventh straight victory and they win it ten points to three. Sunday Night Football now as New England travel to Houston in search of their first win in three games. The Patriots also welcome back tight end Rob Gronkowski from injury, and it wasn't long before Brady found found the Gronk in the end zone for a touchdown. Houston did their best to put pressure on Brady through JJ Watt and Jadavian Clowney who was coming back into form lately. Unfortunately for the Texans fans, the Patriots just proved to be too much to handle on the night and they came away with a win that puts them the number one seed in the AFC 27-6. 
San Francisco at Cleveland. Uh, a bit of a wooden spoon battle here now, but 49ers got chewed up in Browntown. Manziel, Isaiah Crowell, and Cleveland defense played a season's best performance in this win between two teams pretty much propping up the bottom of each of their standings. However, it would be Cleveland who proved to be more dominant who win this one 24 points to 10. We finish off this week with Monday Night Football as the New York Giants headed to Florida to take on the Dolphins who were honouring their top 50 players of all time as it's their 50th season in the league. In the early going, Lamar Miller was proving too much for the Giants' defence and he rushed for 89 yards and two touchdowns. However, it would once again be Odell Beckham Jr. that stole the show with his 166 receiving yards and two touchdowns. One of his scores was just mesmerising footwork in the end zone and the other he was left more alone than Marcus at a speed dating event. Giants went on to win 31 to 24 which all but ends the Dolphins chances of the playoffs the Super Bowl is defined by spectacular plays and those that have the longest staying power are often the longest runs from time to time for some teams lightning strikes twice he's gone he's gone as time passes, those plays and players grow in stature. Throughout Super Bowl history, familiar faces have risen to the moment. Even if it means rising and running in the opposite direction. Now, with another super stage on the verge of being set, who will join them in a run for immortality? Oh, y'all want the play? Okay, here we go. We got gun, Hulk left slot. Dixie left, key left. Mercedes, wide chip, Ricky. Zebra left, 75, Katie. Omaha, quick going. We come on now to our weekly musings. And this week, Marcus, I wanted to start with some rookies who have impressed thus far in the season. I'm going to start by throwing out there good old Bills man and cornerback Ronald Darby for the Bills, as I mentioned. What do you think, Marcus? He's had the most pass deflections in the league. Is this kid for real? Yeah, I think he's, if he's going to be in the right place, he's got to be under someone like Rex Ryan who can develop um, that sort of defensive-minded coach. Yeah, and I think he showed as well he's been a real gem find for the Buffalo Bills to have someone like that quality playing opposite Stefan Gilmore and now stepping up when Gilmore's injured as well into that number one cornerback slot. Um, he may be a little short on size, but what he lacks in size, he makes up for in ability. So um, another one I think I want to mention, which will make you happy, and that is Todd Gurley running back for the Rams. Yeah, what can you say about him? Um, 500 plus yards games now, and the only one who's done more than that in the rookie season, seven was by Eric Dickerson. You know, that's, uh, that's putting your name up there with legends, my friend. Yeah, I'm sure there was another running back recently that did that, though, that kind of either tied or was one game behind Dickerson. I think it was last year as well. Possibly, but... Ah, man, I've got a Ram who's doing good, sir. So <laughs> I should just let you live in the moment then, shouldn't I, really? Yeah. Any other rookies who have impressed you so far, Marcus? I, I really like uh, James Winston, actually. You know what? His development looks good. I just think he's got some of the the mentality down right, you know. Um, his teammates seem to really believe in him. And, uh, he's you know, he's winning games if he can. I mean, I'm not sure if he's got all the pieces in place to be uh, a calibre team, especially if you think in the next couple of years... That Carolina Panthers team in the, the NFC South is going to be hard to topple from that division. 
but to be a playoff contender, considering this is year one and what's he, six and seven? Yeah, exactly that, yeah. 500 for a rookie quarterback in that, you know, let's face it, we all thought the Bucks were going to be a four-win team again this year. Yeah, absolutely. And how about yourself, Marcus? What have you been thinking about this week? I have come up with a little game for you. Are you ready to play a game uh... of playoff? <laughs> ah, come on. You love it. Oh, sorry, love my apologies. What I meant to say was, yeah, come on, let's do it. Man, you're difficult work with this week. <laughs> right, we're going to play a game of playoff contender or pretender. Okay, I've got 10 teams here, and all I want you to do is I want you to say whether they're a playoff contender or they're just a playoff pretender. I feel this is also an opportunity for anyone who's listening to this. Um, you can actually shout out at home at the sort of like the end of this show onto Twitter and stuff like that so that we know whether Adri's got it right or not. <laughs> but here we go. First, first one up is the Indianapolis Colts. They stand at six and seven, currently top of the AFC South. They contender or a pretender? Pretender. Ooh. Well, I like a controversial. Well, how about another one who's currently top of their division? Washington Redskins, again, six and seven, top of the East. Pretender. Oh, that's two pretenders. There's a lot of pretenders around here. Because I've called the Cowboys to win that division, even though it's not looking likely now. And I've called the Texans to win the South. So I can't really call the other contenders, can I? Fair play. Well, in which case, where do you leave with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Eight and five at the moment, just looking on the outside, sort of outside looking in. Thanks to the Jets and Chiefs. Definitely contender for me, the Steelers. I think they're going to sneak in the back door. And uh, they're going to get into the playoffs. I wouldn't blame you. I mean, of course, they've got Cleveland and Baltimore to play yet in their last three games. So, yeah, definitely so. Well, how about this then? Someone who's already in the playoffs, though. Vikings, Minnesota Vikings, 8-5. and five, Currently standing, I believe, around about the fifth seed. Contender or pretender? They're going to be both because they're going to be a contender because they are going to get to the playoffs, but they're a pretender because they're going to get knocked out straight away. How about them mm-hmm. apples? Because there's no one that can really match them. When you look at the records, they're at least, I think, the two, possibly three games above the nearest competitor, and we've got three games left. They're in. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, fair enough. Then how about this one? I mean, you've already mentioned this one because we were talking about this earlier. How about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Six and seven, they can still run, make a run for it if stuff goes their way. They could end up nine and seven and get in. Are they a contender? Or pretender. I'm going to go to my family fortune sound effect here and say, pretender. <laughs> 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 oh, well, there you go there. And then, I mean, you mentioned Texans earlier, so I won't go on about that one. So how about this one? Again, another one who's already in the playoffs. New York Jets, currently fifth seed, eight and five. Contender? Pretender. Definitely contender. And I'll tell you for why. I like what Todd Bowles is doing there. And recently I watched a football life on Bruce Arians. And you can tell how uh, how much of a great coach Todd Bowles is because Arians wouldn't accept a head coaching job unless he could bring Bowles in as his defensive coordinator. Now that, to me, speaks volumes when a coach like that is willing to put their neck on the line for you. So I'm saying Jets contender. Yeah, also a big game in two weeks' time. they got to go... F- Foxborough, I think that's going to be the one that really sells it for me, whether or not they're going to be in or not. Okay, right. I've only got one more because you kind of eliminated some of the other guys by mentioning you think Dallas is going to win the uh, NFC East. So how about, just just to throw it into the mix, 
Jacksonville Jaguars on a bit of a roll. Could they be a contender or are they just pretenders? Uh, well, it kind of tags in with something I had to to bring up. Um, I'm going to say pretender, but I'm also going to throw it back at you and say Jags form of late flash in the pan or genuine improvement. I think they found who they are. Um, whether or not they can capitalize on suddenly this sort of uh, this niche opportunity or whether they'll let it slip is up to them. But if they want to finish eight and eight, and uh, they could potentially do so, they've literally got to capitalize on right guys, we found out what we do well. That is spreading the ball out uh, out wide with bowls to Hearns, Robinson, uh, and the defense just uh, uh, aggression. If they're aggressive, if they force turnovers, you saw it again this week with a, uh, a fumble recovery for a touchdown. They're scoring on all three phases of the game. They found their niche. Can they capitalize on it? Well, with that said, as so, it is the last uh, one, yeah. I'm throwing it to you, contender or pretender. I'm afraid for this year they're just a pretender, but. It's not just about what we think, because we might be completely wrong. What do you guys think out there? Get in touch with us at... Bullhawk's Nest, at Adri Mallows, or... At Marcus underscore Innuendo. And just with a, give us a hashtag like Colts Pretender, or maybe you think Vikings Pretender. And if you don't have access to Twitter, remember... Hey guys, if you want to get a hold of Adri or Marcus, send them an email at ballhawksnest at gmail.com. And to finish off the weekly musings, I just want to ask you, Marcus, it's a rule that really bugs me, and that's the catch rule. Now, despite uh, Odell Beckham Jr.'s catch where he drags the feet beautifully on the floor to keep his feet inbounds, the way he drags that ball across the floor, for me, that's still an incomplete, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the problem is, is, what are you focusing on? Are you focusing on the feet? Are you focusing on the hands under the football? Are you focusing on whether or not they maintain possession? It's like, there's too many, like, variables. It's like, exactly. you guys are simplify it for god's sake if the ball hits the floor it's not a catch it's that simple you'd hope so but apparently not (laughs) they've just got too many rules that help them out during the game to make it too offensive i think at the end of the day for me it's black and white if that ball hits the floor arms go across each other incomplete see you later try again better luck next time who are you i don't even know your name what's your name turn around let me see your name turn around let me see your name turn around i don't know you bro I say that to say this. If you wouldn't have did what you would have did, then we wouldn't have been where we was at to get what we got. That just don't make no sense, dog. Marcus, put your shoe on. Put it on. Jeez. I can't finish with this gloves. <laughs> I'm a teeth. I got to my tooth. I wish I had some gold so you can bite me some teeth. You are listening to Spitball. Right, so now we've done all our musings. Now it's time to come to our impact. And our... Mr. Mallows, as you've been so kind to let me go first, I will let you tell me who is your impact player first if i'm letting you go first that kind of means you need to give yours first mate just oh, saying well, you said I, you said i could introduce it i've introduced it fantastically and now i've set up for you who's ruined it well that's generally what i do is it ruined it's uh, ruined <laughs> we're moving swiftly on then because i feel we'll get no further along those lines my <laughs> impact player is the one the only mr odell beckham jr 
seven receptions, 166 yards, two touchdowns. I believe he's got 500-yard receiving games in a row now. This kid is just unstoppable. If you look at his stats, you look at how he is when he plays in the game, you look at some of the catches he makes, this guy is almost turning into a one-man wrecking crew in New York. I mean, he is just unbelievable. Without him, do the Giants have as good a record as they have now or are in contention for the NFC East this year and last year? I do not think so. That is the definition of an impact, Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. That's a sweet pick, and I think that's a really good good choice. And luckily, it hasn't messed up my impact player selection, because I have gone with Defense Win Championships, Khalil Mack. Ooh, what can I say? Six tackles, five of them were sacks. One of those sacks caused a force fumble that scored a safety. That's what I'm talking about, putting points on your board. That's right. Get the hands in the air like you just don't care. Um, yeah, absolutely. I can't say anything more about that. It's that sort of Raider never give up sort of mentality. And it proved really effective getting in Osweiler's face and I think getting in his head. Yeah, just win, baby. Just win. Now we come on to our... And... I have left it perfectly set up for you to tell me your swing is... I'm actually going to throw this one back to you and get you to go first. Come on. See what I've got to work with, people? Okay, fair enough. I'm just going to take the initiative. I've gone for... How about a little bit of Saturday night football? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. New York Giants at Dallas. I mean, this is going to be a big one. And like you said, it's going to determine whether or not Dallas can make that crazy Cinderella story reach to the playoffs. But I don't think they can. Jets are going to out-defense them and win this one quite comfortably with a swing 60 to 40. So we're talking maybe 10 to 14 points. I'm a little confused because you said Jets and Giants. New York Giants at Dallas. So I'm assuming you mean Giants. <laughs> no, I mean Jets. Jets at Dallas. My bad. My bad. Sorry, people. No worries. Well, I'm going to follow that up swiftly with my... And I am going for the Jags over the Falcons, 65 to 35 by 10 points or more, because one team is playing incredibly well and the other team is the Falcons. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> That's pretty much all I've got to say about that. I don't feel there can be any more to say. Sorry, Falcon fans. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Spanhead Productions are a small, independent sound recording company based in rural Hertfordshire. We specialise in creating content for all your podcasting needs, whether it be field recordings, fox pops, or capturing the atmosphere during social events. Editing is a very time-consuming job, so Spanhead Productions are on hand to take away some of the burden for you. Just advise us on how you'd like your content to sound, and we will do the rest. We can even help you design and manage a website for your podcast too. Visit us now spamheadproductions.weebly.com That's spamheadproductions.weebly.com Well, that wraps it up from us for another week. All that remains is for me to thank Mark Taylor, our producer from Spamhead Productions, and of course my amazing co-host Marcus Innuendo Bingo Henson. Don't call me amazing. Don't think I haven't forgotten about that speeding line. I shall have my revenge. You will have your vengeance in this life or the next. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Fair enough. Don't forget, we are also downloadable on iTunes. If you want to get in touch with us, remember. Hey, guys, if you want to get a hold of Audrey or Marcus, send them an email at ballhawksnest at gmail.com. Or, of course, you can contact us on Twitter at Adri Mallows, at Bullhawks Nest, and of course... If you want to get in touch with the most handsome man here, at Marcus underscore Innuendo. And until next time, football fans, stay safe, take care, and thanks for stopping by. Bye.